welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. And today we have a Friday episode for you. And Friday episodes are my favorite episodes, aren't they? Aren't they yours to, you know, to record also? Yeah, Friday and Monday. Yeah. Um, whenever yeah. I'm listening to these movies by minutes, I mean... Uh, the weekend is like the longest you know period of my life because I have to wait to get back to some of my favorite movies right. by minutes podcast. We make every episode special. We make Monday and Friday extra special. There you go. Put a little what they like to call um, lanyap in it. It's an old yeah. Cajun word for something a little bit extra. So uh, iTunes. Now, if you remember, uh, Brad over at Cosmic Geppetto did kind of offer up a challenge uh, for people to. Uh, leave positive reviews for our podcast, and we ask you to leave positive reviews for his as well. Uh, in order to uh, to get some uh, fundraising going for Cystic Fibrosis, Brad was going to donate a dollar for every positive five star review that Ghostbusters Minute got, and we were going to match that as well. So we thank Brad for doing that, you know, for a good cause, and everybody that left a good review out there. But right now, we're going to go ahead and get into minute number forty four. If you're ready, let's do it. All right, great. So in the previous minute, minute number 43, Venkman told Dana Barrett what had been found regarding Zool and Gozer. At minute 44, Dana asks Venkman what Gozer is doing in her icebox. Venkman tells Dana that he is working on that, and if they could get together around 9-ish on Thursday for dinner, that he would let her know. Dana tells Venkman that she is busy on Thursday. At 44.15, Venkman tells Dana that she is mistaken, that he only wants to take the evening to tell her what he has found regarding her case. Venkman tells Dana that he is making a special exception in her case, and he respects her as an artist and as a dresser, too, and then goes on to compliment her ensemble. At 48.28, Dana agrees to meet with Venkman on Thursday. Venkman tells Dana that he will bring the Roylance Guide, and they will eat and read. At 44.40, Dana walks off with her violinist friend, who is staring Peter Venkman down from the fountain. At 44.45, the violinist asks Dana who Venkman is. She responds that he's just a friend. At 44.50, Venkman yells at Dana that he's looking forward to seeing her on Thursday and tells the violinist that he is sorry he didn't get to meet him and that he is glad he's feeling much better. At 44.55, Dana tells the violinist that Venkman is a scientist. And thus ends minute number 44. So again, this is a big character moment. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit the last episode, but I kind of feel that Venkman is coming into his maturity at this point. Earlier, when he went into Dana Bear's apartment, he was talking to her as if she was some sort of conquest. He didn't really respect her. In fact, he does the the classic thing you're not supposed to do, where he tells her straight to her face, "I respect you now as a person and as an artist and as a dresser." Yeah, this is a big moment for Peter. Yeah. Uh, whereas you know, it, it'd probably be better if he told her things that made the audience understand that he respected her. But in this case, it's a comedy. I don't care. They had to get it out of the way. So he's like, right. "I respect you. I'm going to come to you now." You know, hey, I do want to go on a date with you, but we can maybe mix some business in. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, just acted perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, by Bill Murray just doing his Bill Murray thing and Sigourney Weaver just has the most infectious smile I mean that she really does give like the slightest little hint of a smile and I'm just beaming ear from ear to ear um, you know she's a uh, She's just so believable as mm-hmm. an actor. She and has one of those smiles that I, I kind of have trouble reading in facial expressions sometimes where I don't know when she's smiling if I've done something right or if I'm in a lot of trouble because <laughs> her next response can either be something very complimentary or she can just like tear you down. I'm, I'm waiting for Ellen Ripley just yeah, to like say something say, to yeah. me and like, oh God, this is it. I'm, she's going to throw me out of an airlock, isn't she? Yeah, she really does bring uh, so much to this movie. Yeah. And it was funny that she kind of pursued the movie. I, from what I understand, it wasn't like we're going to go out and get Sigourney Weaver. She actually came to them and said, I really want to do something that's not as dark as I've been doing over the last few years. And I also just want to, um, I don't know, be involved with this crew and this cast and everything. And she uh, rounds out the, the cast perfectly. She, she doesn't do her comedic acting just yet. I think she really kind of shows her comedic chops later when she's possessed by Zool. Which is funny. Yeah, and she's yes. kind of like writhing around and acting sexual and stuff like that. But up until this point, she's had this air of sophistication about the movie. Yeah, she's... Um, 
I don't know. She's the thing that's like most real in in the movie. Yeah, more so than the other guys. But uh, she's very grounded in reality. Yeah, this this is definitely one of my favorite uh, moments in the movie. Is just the exchange between Peter and Dana. It's, yeah, uh, so much fun to watch. It's this little character piece that comes right after the montage, right after the introduction of Winston, and there is comedy in it, but it's very lighthearted and character driven. You know, uh, back and forth dialogue type comedy. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing physical in this besides the little dance that Peter Venkman does. At yeah. the beginning. Do you remember on you're the man now dog.com, yeah, the Vangman the Strut, Vangman strut yeah. which was set to the Us Three uh, Diddy Diddy Bop song? Yeah. Here's a question. Um, so he's wearing his uh, jumpsuit, but he's also wearing like an orange button down shirt uh, over it with elbow orange pads. jacket, yeah. And a few Halloweens ago, I was that was going to be my Halloween costume. The Ghostbusters jumpsuit with the orange shirt over it and just to see if anybody got it. Well, you know what's weird about that orange um, jacket that I noticed? It has elbow pads. Is that a, a jacket? Like a windbreaker? Or is that a shirt? See, I don't know because it has the elbow pads that a professor at a university would have where they have the leather pads on like mm-hmm, a yeah. tweed jacket or something like that. But this one has leather pads and it looks like a windbreaker. It looks like the kind of thing like grandfather used to work on a wholesome bread truck and he had wholesome bread uh, or bright orange windbreakers that he would wear. And they look exactly like what he's wearing in this scene. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. It's got elbow pads on it. It's a very strange jacket. This is the kind of thing that like a cosplayer would like just spend their entire like two months like trying to track down the specific type of jacket. And it probably it seems to me something that would really drive somebody crazy trying to find the vinyl jacket with Mm -hmm. the leather pads on it. It it doesn't seem like something that would be readily available to me. No, that's why I gave up. I never did it as a Halloween costume. It's a good idea. Um, So there is a moment in the scene where you see like a green balloon flying around. Yeah. uh, Somewhere in the square like. At, at some point in this scene, and as a kid, I always thought it was Slimer. <laughs> no. Well, there's that guy sitting at the fountain selling balloons. There's the breakdance ska- uh, you know, like skater guys like skating around. It's a very New York scene. It takes place again at the New York Philharmonic yeah. you know, at the fountain, which is where I think they host the MTV uh, Video Music Awards, which I think are actually tonight. Which is strange. Really? Yeah, that ties that back in. It's like Rihanna's getting the Michael Jackson Vanguard Award, which I don't know what any of that means. But well, there you go. Um, so, work, 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 work. <laughs> I mean, how, how could, those lyrics are so great. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Best song ever written. Uh, the Roiland's Guide. Yeah. Go into that a little bit. Okay, so the full name of The Roiland's Guide is The Roiland's Guide to Secret Societies and Sects. S-E-C-T-S, by the way. Uh, it's also known as The Roiland's Guide. It's a book that appears to focus primarily on human-led groups that worship supernatural entities. So that would be probably the best book for Peter to bring over and study if they were trying to look up you know, who the cult of Gozer was at that point. So um, it's, it's uh, such a, I don't know, classic just Peter Venkman scene because he's, he's just doing everything that that character's all about. And uh, finally, as Dana and the violinist are walking away... Peter can't help. He's just got to, you know, make that one little last, uh, I don't know, jab at somebody for the sake of doing it. And he starts, you know, calling out like loud enough for the guy to hear, okay, well, you know, I'll see you Thursday. Basically we have a date Thursday guy. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then do. also you look pale and all that. Yeah. <laughs> low blow, Vangman, low blow. I mean, I get it. You know. And then as they're walking off, there's the shot of the violinist and Dana. He's like, you know, who was that guy? And she says, just a friend. And you can, if you look, you see Bill Murray in the background, just like waving, like, "Okay, okay, well, hey, look, I'll see you later." And her actual last line is, she says, uh, "Well, he's a scientist," which is a funny way to put it because again, he's showing no science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess she couldn't really say like he's a Ghostbuster. So, well, do you have any more minutes for uh, notes for minute number forty-four? No, that's it for me. All right, well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic weekend. I'm Kyle. I'm Brent, and we are here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Have a great weekend, everyone. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. 
To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.